Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome back to Playing Out from the Back, episode 8. Um, this time joined by the full quota, uh, Aaron and Mo. Um, we're going to be going through a few hot topics, um, one of which we'll cover, Arsenal, as per usual. We always have something to say. Um, we'll be floating over to, to Spain, talk about El Casco and, and Barcelona, whilst also looking a year on since Southampton's 9-0 loss, um, looking at their improvements. And yes, we will be talking about the noisy neighbours um, in North London with how good Harry Kane and Son have been this season and uh, what the aspirations and where Tottenham will probably end up this season. Um, but first off, boys, how are you all keeping? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, just plodding along and watching football, bit of work. You know, it's just the usual stuff. Same here, man. Same here. Looking forward to this episode, though. It should be a, should be a good one. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this one. I've, I'm not looking I've forward to this. I've been twiddling my thumb since Sunday night for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Got Mo, you, you've been you've been itching to to chat and voice voice this, but uh, let, let's let's go and talk about Arsenal. Um, one nil loss. Um, there's no there's no. I'm not going to steer you down to anything, mate. Just what are your thoughts, mate? What, what do you want to discuss? Oh, what, what, the thing is with Arsenal, the thing is what I've noticed recently with Arsenal is is that every time, every time we do something, the fans want something different. So we've, we've gone from a, 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 an extremely leaky defence, um, conceding 30 shots on goal, etc., etc., um, to quite a solid defence. Now we've got a massive problem um, with the way we attack, my problem, my main problem with the with with some Arsenal fans is it ain't nothing is going to happen overnight. Nothing is going to happen overnight from a respect of going from a team that was uh, quite poor with a lot of poor players um, to a team that 
we want to see playing attacking, fast, flowing, um, great football. It's going to take time, but it's just like anything that happens, all of a sudden it's question the manager or is he playing the right tactics or there's there's just no time for any for, for uh, left let for for him to sort of Im, imprint what he wants to do. Now, when I watched that game on Sunday, I I personally thought that that was our best, one of our best attacking displays, if not our best attacking display this season in terms of getting players in good areas, um, dominating the game. We haven't dominated a game like that in a long time. We dominated that first half and even large parts of the second half, which I was impressed with. But what I weren't so impressed with was a couple of the players. Lacazette, number one for me. Now, this guy, yeah, I'm I'm starting to struggle to understand actually what he does for the team. Now, mm-hmm. I know he's good when the ball goes in the box. He can do he he can he can shimmy it around in small spaces and he gets the odd goal. But my problem with him is if he if he doesn't get the ball say in the box it falls to him, he can't do anything to create himself a chance. The ball goes up to yeah. him. He either does he does one of two things. He controls it and immediately hits the ground holding his head. <laughs> yeah. Or he miscontrols it and then he chases back and gives away a foul. Normally within a decent range from our box as well. Like he's he's the most he's the most frustrating player. It's it's actually pointless playing him. That whole game I was looking at it saying, might as well start Eddie and Ketter in this match. Might as well. Because at least Eddie Nketiah, when the ball gets flashed across the six-yard box, he's in there, he's in and around trying to get a goal. Lacazette ain't good. He ain't good in the box as a poacher, and he ain't good out of the box. Mm. So I, I, he, I just don't he, understand. Nketiah scores on, on Sunday. He, that that header, that when it first came up, I saw the leg, the foot go up behind. Uh, I don't know who the centre-half was. Um, and I thought maybe it put him off. But he didn't even know he was there. He, oh. So, you know, what we... Two, three yards out. Um, he's unlucky with the yeah. corner. Um, you know, the offside, that was a bit, bit dubious in, in, in that sense that actually it could have, um, could have, you know, in another time that's that's being counted. Personally. For me... I didn't think Xhaka was actually in, in uh, Schmeichel's eyeline. For me, for me, I'm being deadly serious. A poacher type striker gets three, gets three goals on Sunday. Three goals. He had one header. Obviously, he got the one that was disallowed. He had one header, and there's, I think there's about two or three times where Tierney and Bellerin flashed the ball across the box. He's nowhere to be seen. Do you nowhere to do be you seen. think yeah. that's because there's no Arsenal midfielder that's in those pockets of space between uh, opposition defence and midfield that he he's so deep. We don't we don't play I mean. like that so anymore. He, he comes. We don't play like we don't, but we don't. But why? But what, but what my thing is is that this isn't a overnight thing. It's it's not. We've been playing yeah, like this yeah. for a while. So down the down the sides. So you must know that that's that's what's going to happen. He's always playing you know, like you've got... false nine. That's that's the thing. Yeah, but yeah, but no, but he did in 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 that last game, guys. He actually didn't need to play that. Like the way we were set up, he had um, uh, Saka on the left hand side, but tucked inside into that very position that you're talking yeah. about. He had Kabat. Uh, Sabios on the right hand side, sort of in that position that you're talking about on the right hand side. He had the the fullbacks high, and that and I think that's another reason why he had Abamyang on the right hand side because he needed a player on either side that can 
that can sort of comfortably carry the ball and create stuff. So he had Saka on one side um, and Caballos on the other side. But Caballos was another one. I'm not even going to get into him. Yeah. He weren't even on my hit list, <laughs> but he was another one that was, yeah. that was absolutely He didn't have a good game, shocking. did he, at all? Do you know what? I just no. want one more, one more, one more, one more. <laughs> on, this one, I can't let this Who one is go. It? go on. The next one, the next one's Nick, Nicholas Pepe, yeah? Oh. I don't want to hear. I, I, know, I know, listen, I'm not losing faith in him, right? I'm not losing faith in Nicola Pepe. But there is so much more that he can give, yeah, to Arsenal's play, Arsenal's build-up. For the type of winger he is... He loses the ball so much. He can't hold on to the ball. He can't really, like, I can't explain it. Like, he can't carry the ball comfortably. It's like, I always feel like he could lose it. He could get it nicked off of him and then we're, we're going to be in big trouble. He, he's never comfortable on the ball. And it's making me understand why we've gone out and had to spend this money on a 32-year-old William. Because at least when William gets the ball, he might not be penetrating forward, but he can hold the ball in the final third areas. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Pepe is so lightweight. He, it's like, when he does something good, it's unbelievable. But so many times he gets the ball and it's like he has no idea what he's meant to do. Like, he could be one-on-one. He could be, he could go, oh, it could go over the top and he's running onto it. So many times he just looks like he has no idea. And defensively, oh my God. He actually looks like an under... <laughs> Under ten defenders. I think the pace. I think the pace has caught it. up with him, Mo. I think you know you talk about the French league, and I'm not going to ever call it. I'm not going to call it a farmers league. I just think the pace has caught up with him. When you when you play the ball over the top in the farmers league, you, you know you're, you're yeah he's not getting caught. Yeah. But the power and the power and the power and pace here in in comparison to that, I think doesn't doesn't help him. But he does look like a headless chicken. He he really does. And I think it's... William was a good investment. But are they going to? Is someone there going to? going to coach this into Pepe. I, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure. I wanted to address your point when you said about Arsenal fans um, saying it's, it's like one thing after the other. And it is, it is a building process. Let's, let's not forget the years we've been going, we never replaced Vieira. Yeah. We've never done that. I think Thomas exactly. Partey, I think Thomas Partey has done that and addressed that. It's not, he, he, he's played all right so far, I think, in my opinion. And I think that he will get better. Um, you said about the centre-half. So we've had to address that. We've gone and done that. Mustafi, for the life of me, though, out of all the good things we have done recently, who, who in Sorry. their right mind said, do you know what? Let's try and give this guy a contract. Because as soon as he come on, Vardy, Vardy went, yeah, hey, Gaff, bring me on. <laughs> he must have seen him and gone, yeah, yeah. Hey, don't worry. He said, I'm uh, not fit, but there's yeah, a goal. Yeah, there's a goal. Yeah, there's, exactly. a, there's 100% of goal. Listen, I'm watching a 19-year-old Gabriel. If you watch the goal back, you can see him yeah. communicating to Mustafi. You need to tuck yourself in or whatever, pointing and bringing him in. Mustafi, when that goal went in, I think Mustafi's still on the halfway line. He's still 10 yards. Chewing in. down on a... Yeah. He's still on Oktoberfest. <laughs> he's got his stein up <laughs> and his foot long on the halfway line. What is he doing? Typical, typical Mustafi. Typical. Always looking forward before looking back. An attacking centre back. I, like, I don't understand it. Defend yeah. first, like Gabriel. All Gabriel does is do everything in his power to stop anything going past him. That is how you defend. I would have rather, I would have rather had Sakatis than than Mustafi. Yeah. Yes, 
Socrates would at least been there to pull him back and give a penalty. Like, Socrates would at least be in the area. Two foot in before he gets in the box. It was painful. It re- the writing was on the wall. Um, I do think I do think that we're going to have um, a, an issue here where we should have sold Lacazette potentially in the summer. Gone with Enketier. Because we, we, really, if we had sold him, knowing that you've got Enketier, you could play Aubameyang through the middle. We've got... You've got um, Saka who can play on the left. Willian can play left or right. You've still got Pepe. I think there was plenty of depth to play there. We've got Reese Nelson. There was depth if we needed it um, to, to play down the sides. I think then with that money, we should have gone and got um, Humanora from Leon, and we would have done that. Then, but guess what? Even when we had done that, as you just alluded to, someone would moan about something else. Because yeah. I tell you, here's my other thing. Yeah. Here's my other gripe. To all you Arsenal fans that keep saying... We shouldn't have sold Martinez. We should have sold Leno. Shut up. Oh, you're telling me to shut up. That's I'm one of them fans. I am. I am. I am. Because you lot are mad. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. You lot are mad. You're giving all this. Remember, this guy has not had any appearances. Martinez. He's coming. He's done very well. He has. But Leno is being consistent. And you lot were everyone else singing his praises before he got injured. Well, because Martinez has come in and had a few good games. Leno's all of a sudden this bad keeper. He ain't that hair where it's every week fraud, like you keep saying. Aaron. <laughs> it, it, this ain't this ain't this ain't him. You lot need to check. Like this is what I'm saying. As Arsenal fans, chill out. Seriously, I think like it's, I think it's getting it's getting painful. It's getting painful, and I, you know what? I, half the reason I, I don't blame them players when I leave. <laughs> with with Arsenal fans, you both have said it right. Because of Arsenal fan TV, they made calling players out cool. They made them popular. And the, everyone on like Twitter and social media, they see that now, and they think, oh, if if they're doing it, they're getting their their rewards, they're getting their airtime on Twitter now and on YouTube. So everyone's just following that now. Everyone thinks, oh, that's the right thing to do. Let's call out these players. And obviously, it's not the right thing to do. Everyone, and you can see it on social media all the time. And it it boils down to Arsenal fan TV the way they they've been doing that over the last few years and making money over. Obviously, us not being successful, but that's where it comes from, and that's where the fans need to obviously have a little word with themselves. Because at the end of the day, what's going to happen? They're going to get Arteta sacked, and then who's going to come in? There's no one better out there that can coach our players, so they just have to take time. It's frustrating. It's so frustrating, especially the last few games where we should have got some points on board, but we that would have been a, that would have been the test. Yeah, see Sunday. Um... You know, like you said, they, they didn't have that many chances. I think they had six chances on goal, two on target, uh, Leicester. So, like you said, there's improvements there. Yeah. But the improvement is actually seeing the game through, which we have done. But ultimately, you look at it, it's the same toxic mould yeah. that cost us the goal, which is Mustafi. Yeah, we know what he's going to mm. be in there. You know, what's worrying is with Saliba. Yeah, that's... you know. Not in any of the you squads. Know, that, that's... Not in any. Not in any of the squads. We're we've right. So holding, um, injured. Chambers not yeah. back yet. But Amari out injured. But you still you've left as I say left Sakatis out of the out of there. You know we're letting him go. Yeah. Mustafi's obviously we went to give him another contract. Whoever that is, I honestly leave. I'm just now. I'm just hoping that's his <laughs> agent saying that just to try and get some some clubs interested. That's the only thing I could think of because there's, there's no way we'll open a new contract. 
how dare he have the cheek to say <laughs> turn it down? How dare he? Uh, how dare he? Arsenal, Arsenal would have addressed that. Listen, if we didn't, if we didn't offer him and he's doing that, Arsenal would have addressed that by now. I, I think Arsenal last... would have dealt with that. And yeah, so I'm not I'm not having that. Yeah, I just can't believe that we've actually, someone I think someone did actually do that. Um and we've lost our mind. Boys, the last thing on uh, on Meza Ozil, yeah? Because he's another one that nearly he nearly got away with it, but I'm not gonna let him get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> Meza Ozil, Meza Ozil does not improve Arsenal. I do not care what anyone says. Yeah. This car- I'll tell you what Meza Ozil would have done. He would have probably created one chance. But he would have probably cost us 15, 15 shots but on goal. If if he's not starting, so and he plays, I don't like last twenty minutes, last half now. Just have him as an option. Like that's that's that, 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 that I just, I just think I just they're not having him in a squad. Pay them oh. pay the money and get someone. No no no, no. Just pay, pay the money yeah, and get someone. Yeah, that, that's that's but what it, has to be. Ozil's done. Look, guys, he's, he's, in, he's, my, he's in my opinion, he's he's done, man. He, he's done. We that needs to stop. Not, not, well. I'm not saying calling for him back. Yeah, look, I'm not saying Ozil's done as in like he's a bit. I I think he's got yeah. tremendous ability. I'm saying that line is well and truly gone now. Like, why did just what is it you need to? If he's not, if you're not going to take, no one's going to buy him, right? No one's going to buy him, and he's not leaving his contract. And you've tried to offer him a bit of money, and he's still not having it. Just say, just pay his contract out. And take him off the books. He, that he's way, he's trying his best. He's trying his best to get to get released. He's he's tweeting <laughs> mad crazy stuff. No, 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 no. We've offered. It sounds like we've offered him a uh, what do you call it? like a little package to say, look, we'll pay you for whatever. I don't know how many years he's got left, but it's like paying him half in cash, go away. But he's like, no. So what I'm saying is, if you're not going to play him, and he's not going to leave. For this set, like a we we'll call it severance package, yeah. Just pay him out, get him off your books. No one can say nothing. He's not an Arsenal player no more, and he goes and does his goes and does his thing. But plan for bringing someone in because we've got. I'm looking, you know, like you're saying that style of player that can create something, but also you know work back. James Madison, yes, I think works well in our team. You know, it, it, it does. Do both. But I'm saying go and. Start planning for the future properly. We didn't get this over the line in January uh, in the, the transfer window that's just gone for this guy at Leon. We keep we're still linked with him. I still believe that he's going to end up elsewhere because yeah. I don't see why it didn't get done. I know we said about his brother asking for um, some, some crazy agent fee or whatever, but it strikes me as something's wrong. There was rumours going around that Arteta and Edu um, not fell out, but couldn't come to an agreement as who to get first. Partey was Edu's first choice, not Arteta's. Arteta wanted him, but it sounds like Aura was his first choice. Read into that as much as you like, but again, no one's come out and said otherwise. Um, so it's a bit of a strange one. You, those little things there need to stop getting leaked. Because yeah. I don't know about you, do you not notice that Arsenal, all of Arsenal's information gets yeah, leaked? Yeah, 100%. Liverpool go out and buy Jota out of nowhere. And every single bid that we make or contract we offer is leaked within within the within a day it's ridiculous we know what we know what everyone has free for three meals a day <laughs> i could tell you 
You know what I mean? It's yeah, shit. but yeah, yeah, but this, 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 this all dates back from years before. These are yeah. people that are in the club. This is why every time someone that was linked with the Arsene Wenger era get, gets gets released, all the scouts, all of these people, it needs to be a whole fresh. Everything needs freshening up. This all needs to stop. It don't happen at Liverpool because Jurgen Klopp would not have it. It absolutely doesn't happen at Man City because the players and everyone's just focused on winning. It's only Arsenal where this nonsense goes on and it all dates back. All of these soft defensive players and, you know, soft touch in the transfer market and soft touch with contracts. All of this dates back from the from the era of Arsenal where... Um, I, you know, I love Arzavenga. I think he was amazing. But all of that, all of that has got, to, it's got to go. We need a refresh. We need a modern refresh system. And all of that sort of stuff has to be cut out of it. Yeah. It's, it's, you get what I'm saying? It's difficult. Um, I've seen some, I've seen some improvements, but yeah, there's definitely off the field situations that need to, need to be addressed. Um, and, you know, this is another good opportunity to be, you know, in the top four, you look to if you look at the current top four right now, it's only Liverpool that should be we'd expect to be in there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right now, everyone else struggling, not, yeah. not so good. Um, yeah, and it's um, you know it's, it's something that's got to be addressed. But um, let's not make this a, an Arsenal pod <laughs> for the big chunks it is. Um, I want to talk about something else. Uh, Southampton. Um, it's been a year since the nine nil, nine nil. To say that in a Premier League side, crazy. Um, but a, a side that lost nine nil didn't get relegated, um, and they're still there in the, in the Prem. Um, and what's your, what's your thoughts on Southampton since then? Do, do, do you think the improvements there? And do you think that they're um, in the right place right yeah, now? Yeah, uh, I think firstly credit to the manager uh, to to have that nine nil drubbing, and obviously the they had a bit of rubbish form before that, and a couple of games after that as well. But they stuck with him, and he's turned them right around. Uh, I'm just going to call him Ralph because I don't want to pronounce his surname, so we're just going to go with Ralph. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but since that nine nil win, I mean, they picked up big uh, loss. Sorry, yeah, they picked up so many uh, important wins. End of last season and beginning of this season, uh, they beat Man City, Spurs, uh, Chelsea, Leicester, obviously Everton, the most informed Prem team. Just last weekend, uh, they've gone to Arsenal, United and Wolves and taken points. Uh, for me, he's done a top, top job after that. Uh, they brought in Che Adams, uh, another one that they kept faith in because after last season, they could have easily cut their losses and, and just sold him. But yeah, uh, he, mm. I think he's got five goals in his last nine Premier League appearances, which is pretty decent for a Southampton second striker. Uh, talking of strikers, obviously they got Danny Ings. Uh, he's somehow kept his form for the last year and a half, two years now. Uh, regular in- England international. I think he got 22 last season. He's already got four and six this season. So, I mean, he's kept the players. He's playing 4-4-2, uh, which obviously is a bit different these days. Normally it's 4-3-3. Uh, so he's kept to a 4-4-2 formation, which is working They've got a lot of underrated players in there, a lot of players that they don't talk about uh, much. Uh, Ward-Prowse, I think, is a very, very good technical player. Uh, and Redmond, who fits the system well. Uh, the fullbacks, Bertrand and Walker-Peters, consistent. Uh, and let's not forget, they lost their best, probably their best player, the best centre midfielder in, in the summer. 
And mm. they could have easily gone out and yeah. tried to spend 20, 30 million to replace him. But they've left him. They left him out and they they kept, uh, was it Romeo in there and, and Ward Prowse in the two. And to be honest, look where they are now. The, I know we've talked a lot about Leeds yeah. and, mm. and Everton and Villa over the last few weeks. But Southampton, that's another team that no one really would have thought they'd be where they are at the moment and they've done really well uh, for, like I said like I say the credit has to go to the manager and to the club the club could have sacked him uh, so so both of them that, that's that's really good for them and yeah the credit's definitely to, to them mm. yeah that's, that's, that's yeah, fair. what about you man what are your thoughts um, just the thing with Southampton is uh, you know they, they mm. always do good transfer business whether it's ins and outs they always get good money they always get good money um, in, and another thing was what's good with them is they always get good players yeah. coming through their academy. So it never really seems like they're spending crazy amounts of money. They're, it's, it's, they're one of them teams where you see like Southampton away, and even if you're in form, you're still wary of it because you know yeah. they're going to work, they're going to run, they're going to be very difficult. It's never going to be an easy game, um, and I think mm-hmm. that. That comes a lot, obviously, from from this manager. But another another thing about Southampton, the next step for them is obviously getting into Europe consistently. But another thing with Southampton is they 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 nine times out of ten they get the right manager, and they back him one hundred percent, and they will only let them go at the very very last moment. And I guess as a manager coming in, it gives you confidence to imprint your style of play and get the players in that you want and they normally also get a good manager that continues on what they've what they've done previously like the players that they've got in so it'll be a manager that can work with them so I mean all through the club for them now the next step's obviously just getting into Europe and, and sitting in Europe co- consistently but I mean the, the turnaround from the nine yeah. was pretty much unbelievable um, but they got a lot to thank Danny Ings for and he looks like he's got a good partnership up there with, with Che Adams as well causing a lot of problems so, yeah, I mean, they've done well, man. I, I really like Southampton. I hate playing them, especially at their ground, because um, they yeah. normally they normally outrun us. And that's a, that's, a, that's the thing with Arsenal. We struggle against them sort of teams. I'm dreading <laughs> us coming up against Leeds um, because um, because we struggle with that. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I really like Southampton. Man. I think they've got three clean sheets in the fair. last four games as well, which is talking about the strikers and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really good, yeah. But they defend for the yeah. front. Ings works harder than any yeah. any striker in the Prem. Um, yes, that is, yeah. They, they've adjusted. They've adjusted now. I think um, that they've obviously now some of the players, some of the coaching staff are probably adjusting to the Premier League a little bit more. Can see what it, you need to to survive. What you're going to need to to obviously beat some of the top sides. But like you say, coming up against an Everton side that you know have been informed. I think Calvert-Lewin in every mm. game has had at least two shots on target. He had zero. Um, you know, they kept him, they did keep him quiet. Um, they nullified, obviously, what was going on. The only thing I would say, just based on that game, the referee <laughs> had a shocker. <laughs> had an absolute shocker. Yeah, uh, Lucas Dinier's sent me off is embarrassing. And they've obviously made a, they've made it a thing now where he's not got the three-game ban, they've given him a one-game ban because it, the, I mean, it's pure accident what he did. Pure, pure accident. But it was, it was just like yeah. something's got to give with some of these things. And that had VAR looking at it as well. So again, 
some numpty up in do, his do, box. Do you know why? They, they look at Still every bloody replay. Right. They look um, at it in slow motion. And you know what that means? It just means it looks worse than yeah. what it is. And that's that's one of the things I hate. Every yeah. time you see the replay, it's slow motion. It's yeah. Like, well, if you do it normal time, it doesn't look quite as bad. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember when they brought that. I remember when they brought yeah. the slow motion um, tackle replays in at that World Cup that year. I remember when they first started replaying them, and I remember thinking, mm-hmm. "Nah, this is gonna go one way, man," because yeah. it, it looks so much worse. You can you can get like a simple trip, and it looks so malicious, but it's not really malicious. Of like it's, it's it's they they shouldn't do that, and they look at it from six angles as well. Like in one of the six yeah. angles, it's going to look bad, isn't it? Whatever tackle you do, so yeah, um... yeah. No, it's 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 a uh, it's it's yeah, it's a bit embarrassing with that sort of stuff. Um, but do, do you know what it comes back to the beauty of the Premier League again? Do you know what I mean? The informed side means nothing these days. Um, but slowly, slowly things are, should we say, getting to back to normal. We can see the league sort of closing up a little bit and you're seeing a few of the lads um, like obviously I can see the tweets you can see it's becoming normal <laughs> service now Arsenal misbehaving um, and one thing that is normal service um, is Son and Harry Kane um, one of them's assisting for each other they seem to just you know get the get Tottenham through games at the moment um, it, you know, I saw something on online um Definitely a Tottenham fan that said this. But turned around and said they're the best best partnership the Premier League's ever seen. I was <laughs> threw up on my phone when I saw it. Um, I'm like, they're they're one they're one of the best, not the best. I mean, uh, in, before we sort of dive into them as a whole, um, Aaron, I'll start with you. Who do you think your 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 best pair ever um, you've seen in the Premier League, as in of all time? Uh, you know what? Yeah, ever I'm in your lifetime. In your lifetime, Henri and Pires. Uh, but at the moment, I, I'm I'm gonna say Son and Kane. Um, I've, yeah, in the prem. Yeah, what the best ever? The sorry, sorry. One yeah, second. Yeah, the best yeah. ever. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Son and Kane. No, lock him off. So, oh, no, but yeah, Aaron, yeah. have you have you understood the question? What? So in the in the thirty years of the prem, or the twenty seven or whatever years of yeah. the prem, this is the best front two you see. Nah, these. What about York and Cole? Have it. <laughs> nah, these two. These two are gonna. Two York are gonna, and Cole is yeah, definitely these two are gonna go all over them. Trust me. <laughs> oh my god! I'd have said Omri and Burkamp as well before Perez. York and... um, yeah, they're up there. York and... wow. What about York Son and, and Cole? Kane? Son and Kane are, are doing it, and for me, they're they're, they're up there. They're top. They're top. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to at you in that Barcelona <laughs> goal, and I know you know the goal that York and Cole scored against Barcelona. No one, absolutely no one, can go to um to the to the new camp and do that. Mate, trust me, and they made a mockery of them when they were decent as well. Not like Barcelona I think, now. But... Nah, York and Cole. Listen, it's York and Cole for me. I'm sure you don't need me to say it anymore. I, I, I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name. Crazy. I'm gonna name a few. I'm gonna name a few before you. Uh, and just as a, I'm talking actual partnerships. I'm gonna say Sutton and Shearer at Blackburn. Mm-hmm. One of the best York. One of the best you'll see. Mm-hmm. Cole and York. Niall Quinn. Kevin Phillips. Uh, Kevin Phillips. Suarez and Sturridge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Suarez and Sturridge. 
and Omri yeah. and Burkamp. Just a list of just a list of few. You know what? Partnerships you know what? There. Actually, um, <laughs> but you, let, but you, let me are just, you sure? Let me just, I'll take your final yeah. answer. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a pairing that we haven't said, and I've, it's only just come back to my mind. And these two are number one: uh, Rooney and Ronaldo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah okay. That yeah, was yeah. mad. Yeah, that was mad. Rooney yeah, and Ronaldo was mad as well. Um, but you know, you know what? You know Suarez and and um, and Sturridge. Yeah, that is yeah. not to be sniffed at. That was absolute fire. Yeah. That front yeah. two, because the defense was not saying a single nah. thing. Skirtle and that at the back were not saying a single thing. But them two up top, you got me thinking now. Have we, missed any? Have we missed any? Nah, that don't count. That's a front two. Not as a two together. Um, you, do you know what? I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say the best. I'm not going to say they're one of the best. But actually, working as a pairing, if you're ever going to talk about pairings, Giroud and Hazard is up. when Giroud was when what, Giroud in the prem, and, uh, for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm just saying underrated. Yeah, yeah. Giroud is underrated. I don't know why this guy. I'd take him back at Arsenal all day long. He scores them two chances Lacazette had all day long. Like, mm. I, I'd, I'd, I'd take him over Lacazette. That's me I personally. Don't know if I would. I, I, I don't know about you, boys, just, but I'd I do like Giroud, over Lacazette. But I'd still take Lacazette. <laughs> I've got. I've, I've. I've. I'm scouring the net, and I've got one that you I forgot about, <laughs> and it's Ravinelli and Janino. Listen, Ravinelli. Oh, you're the <laughs> Ravinelli and Janini. We have, we have a, a, we have a bad front line. Salah. <laughs> Salah and Mane. Who? Yeah, Salah and Mane. Not, do you know what? Though? Salah's not a partnership because Salah's greedy. There's no partnership. There's no partnership. It's all an actual <laughs> partnership. There's no, Salah, Salah's a one-man band and will always be that guy. He's the most selfish guy. I, Mane, I think Mane's better than him. I think Mane's one of the best forwards in the in the league, if not the best, personally. Yeah. Just in terms of consistent. Mm. Another one we forgot, Fowler and Collymore, mental. Another mental forward line, 42 goals. Good night, out. Yeah. <laughs> Do <laughs> <laughs> right, you know what's funny? Yeah, like um, Fowler, Fowler's like a Jack the Lad, and he's got that reputation, right? But his his book, and whenever I listen to him on podcasts, he's he's so boring. Mm-hmm. Like it's strange because, like his career he was mad. He did the mad celebration. He had the mad finishes, like a playground player. You think there's going to be so many stories and stuff, but. It, the book wasn't inspiring, man. I, I thought it would be it'd be crazy, Probably loads better, of scandal, yeah. but not so much, man. It's it's not so much as you as you'd probably think. He's quite straight down the line. Joker in the changing room, but apart from that, he's both. straight down the line. If you add Bale to that too, does that three come one of the best at the in the world at the moment? Mm. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. When you say mm. when what do you say you're talking about? One of the best, like right now on paper, yeah. or are you talking about they they would be better than Firmino, Salah, yeah. and Mane in the world right now at the moment at the current state. In the yeah. world, no. Who, who? No. Who? Who's better? So, no. So you? I just don't. I don't know how you can put them above Mane, Salah, and Firmino as a, as a free. Mm. 
Yeah, no, Mane, Mane, um, yeah, Salah, yeah. and Firmino are proven to work as well. I mean, that three ain't proven to work, but on paper, listen, it looks good. We're going to talk about uh, about Kane, 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 and Son, and they're unbelievable. It's actually frightening. It's mm-hmm. it's really beginning to unsettle me and scare me because in preseason, I was talking to one of the players um, at the team at uh, at the Saints, and um, and I said to them. If this season is one of them seasons where everyone's beating everyone, Spurs will, will be in with a big chance of winning the Premier League. Yeah. And I'm telling you, if this season ends at around 75 to 80 points for the champion, yeah, do not be surprised. Do not be surprised if Spurs, yeah, somehow with Mourinho manage. I know I was talking last week about the soft centre. I know I was. I know I was. <laughs> but I think I was trying to convince myself that it was there because, you know, they look solid, solid at Burnley. Uh, solid at Burnley. And the problem is, is that Son, Kane can score at any time. And this time they've got the backup as well. Yeah. They've got Bell. They've got that Vinicius guy that looks all right coming in. And then when you look through the rest of, of, um, of Spurs' team, all you're seeing is Premier League experience workman-like, and they've got uh, that little sprinkle of quality where they need and it. End of They're very dangerous. It's worrying. Last season. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. When he signed for Spurs, I couldn't believe that Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern all let this happen. Because when I saw him for Leon, I was thinking, mm-hmm. this is one of the best modern-day midfielders I've seen. He can, he can go forward, he can go back, he's got a shot. He can pass, he can dribble past and, players. And another thing is because they've got oh, Europa League football, they don't have to play the, their big guns in the group stages as much as they would in the Champions League. So they get that midweek rest, especially over the next couple of months. Do, do you think, do you think mm. um, they win something this year? It's better time than any for them. It's probably the best time. That, was, that sounds like <laughs> fence to me. Do they win? Do they win Saturday or not? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they do. They okay, I'm going to say no. They got Jose. He'll win something. He'll win something. <laughs> Jose will win yeah. something. Okay. Do you know what? Do you know what? They're still so. They're still Spursy. They yeah. still. They still do mm. it. Mourinho. I'm not taking anything from Jose. There is. There is something there at Tottenham. The West Ham game was proof for me. Three yeah. 0 up. Free all West Ham. No. Yeah, yeah, but that, that don't mean that they can't go and win a Europa League. They haven't they got go and win an they haven't oh, got any bottle. No. <laughs> Zero bottle. <laughs> got nothing about them. No, I I, I, I I no, I know what you mean about being Spursy, but you look at the team, man, and there's players in there that you know what I mean, Bell's won numerous Champions Leagues. You know what I mean? It's they've, been a while though. Got, it's got, got you players got, there, always got to remember that Bale has been sat on the bench yeah. for a long time. He has, man. But he still bangs him in for Wales. He still, when he goes on international... He's always done that. He's always done that for Wales. He looks happy at Tottenham, man. He looks happy. That's the difference as well. Yeah. Hmm. That's because they... I think you need to to be a bit more worried about them, Sam, man. No, you know what? I I start about being worried. I just don't think... I don't believe they've got anything about them to win win a trophy. They just always seem... It's just... Do you know what? Winning... Is, is is it there is an art to winning, regardless of what the trophy is. And that goes throughout all levels. There are how many times you can look at it on paper and go, Oh, that team, yeah, they should win sight. They don't win dick. 
because they haven't got anything mm. about them. And I'm saying, I'm not talking about ability. I'm talking about actual backbone to get through to the end and, and do that. And mm. these, these are great players. Harry Kane is a great player. But why is it he's not... If he was in another team, he would probably be the answer to get them to a trophy. I'm talking consistently throughout the whole yeah. team in there. Who, okay, who in that team has won something? Take Barrett, Gareth Bale out. Uh, uh, yeah, take Barrett, uh, Bale out. Sorry. And then who, who's won uh, something? This is Oko in the World Cup. Joe Hart. Did he? Joe Hart for the yeah. goalkeeper? Yeah, Sissoko, Sissoko won the World Cup. Did- did Sissoko uh, play or was Pogba Lloris sitting in there the, and Cantor? Yeah, he captained the World Cup. Lloris won the World Cup. Okay, Lloris, Lloris, well done. Yeah, he's good. Tries to fight his best player, Son. <laughs> Love the passion. But yeah, well done. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Who, who K1 they got, they got the them Cup. players, man. Come on, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, well done. <laughs> Nah, nah. Listen, they just need to be taken seriously. I know what you're saying, man, but they've got they've got match winners in there, man. They've got enough steel in the they've got enough steel through the midfield, and they've got enough uh, defensive steel at the back. Mo, I know you're waiting for Delhi Ali, Delhi Ali to come back. <laughs> no, that's what you're waiting for. Oh come on! You, you, listen, you know they're Not up playing, they're yeah. uptaking form due to Delhi Ali oh. being being cast aside. <laughs> Being cast aside, uh, that's why you, you see Jose. You see Jose. He's got Kane dropping back and not being the the main centre forward as he used to be, and just shows that how good he is to to see that and for Kane to to do it and to keep getting these assists. Him and Son just have that wavelength that he, they just know where they are on the pitch without even looking. Uh, even that goal on against Burnley. Like a lot of people think that's just a coincidence, but Son knew where Kane was flicking that, and he was there for the right moment to to get the goal. And those are little little things that are different to to previous Tottenham teams, I think. Yeah, yeah, that partnership yeah. is really, really it looks really dangerous, man. Really dangerous. Um, which is a worry, getting me loads of fantasy points, yeah. but at the same time giving me heart heart failure. <laughs> okay, okay, that's enough Tottenham anyway. <laughs> Brush them aside. Um, <laughs> let's let's let's, uh, let's take a little trip over to uh, to Spain. Um, we, we did touch on this a little bit um, in the earlier episodes, but um, Barca, um, the El Clasico right now. Two parts to this, I want to sort of speak to you boys about. One, do you think that the the Liga is at the lowest point it's been? Because no one really talks about the El Clasico anymore. And one part of that is Barca are not up there at the moment. As it stands right now, when you're watching them at the moment, do you think it needs a massive rebuild? And do you think this is going to play ha- a bit of havoc on the Liga? And uh, with the fact that you know uh, Madrid didn't buy anyone for the first time in 40 years in the summer transfer window, that both teams look a little bit aged a little bit other than Sergio Ramos who just seems to be uh, Benjamin Button <laughs> do you know what I mean gets younger um, do, do, do you think that the, do you think that the Liga is, is losing its edge do you think there'll be other leagues that will now sort of take take over this and, and do you think it's or do you think it's just Barca no you can go do you want to go first Aaron okay I, I, I mean I think yeah I think the league's gone uh the league has gone backwards a bit uh, in terms of getting the best players uh, to join those to join those clubs. I mean, if you look at the 
Barcelona and Real Madrid teams. For Barcelona and Real Madrid, both teams are poor. If we're going to be realistic, Bar- Barcelona have got the makings of a good team, but then outside of Messi, they're relying on a 17-year-old Pedri. Fatty, yeah. And I think, is it 17-year-old Anthony yeah, Fatty? Yeah, player, by the way. And I'm not, I, I'm not saying uh, he's an excellent player and he will go on to do amazing things for Barcelona. But where's the, where's the experience quality around him where he's like the, he's the side, you know, like the side piece and yeah. he's just getting his goals. He's, he, they're relying on him. They're almost relying on him to carry them through games. And Barcelona have especially have not been in this situation for a long, long time. Real Madrid, I sort of think they're sort of ticking over their team, the whole team throughout the team's aging, and I, and they they spent a lot of money on Hazard. He ain't done a lot, you know. What I mean, he's a, he's another one that's gone over there. He's gone over to Real Madrid, and he hasn't said a light at all. Mm-hmm. They've got a uh, Real Madrid have got a lot of dead wood as well, where they can't seem to shift them. They just have them floating around at the club year after year. They spend yeah. fifty odd million on that. Luka Jovic, he can't get a game. Isco's still floating around. I, I, don't, I actually don't know whether Isco's a good player or not. He's been at Real Madrid for however many years, no. but has there ever been a time where he starts every game? Do you know what I mean? I, I actually don't know if he's a good player or not. Like I see him in the Champions League and he does a, a few bits, but um, and some people rave about him and other people don't even mention him when they're talking about good players at Real Madrid. Do you, get, do you know what I I'm saying? So, I'm not going to lie when you say that. that yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, then you look at the, you look at the, the Barcelona team, yeah? They brought off the bench Martin Braithwaite. That's who they brought off the bench, yeah? To save them against Real Madrid. When would that ever have happened? They can't seem to get uh, Griezmann in the team with Messi. Strange can't seem to make them two work. They signed Pranic from Juventus in a crazy deal for Arthur, who's about five or six or seven or eight years younger. Pranic is over 30, mm. I think. It's, it was just, it's just, it all seems straight, yeah. like, it all seems strange at both the clubs. Like, you know what I mean? It, it just all seems strange. I, I don't really know what's going on. No club seems to have a plan. No clubs, you can't see a, a, a squad, a, a, a Champions League uh, winning team developing at either club, it just seems a bit strange over in La Liga at the moment. And then, and then you throw on top of that, there's no money now, so it's it's all looking looking quite it's, crazy. It's difficult because I think you used to be able to um, you there. used to be able to think that, like you guys have just said, there you used to be able to sign at least one big name, Barca and Real Madrid. But they'd always mm. Barca maybe more so than Madrid would then actually have two or three good youngsters. Yeah, coming from like a top, like elite, you know, mm. for all you football manager heads out there, you know, you could always try and dip dive into that <laughs> that youth team there because you could look at it. Yeah. Um, whereas now it it just mm. doesn't seem to seem to be there, and that is that's a bit of a worry. You look at um, you look at Man United. I say the same similar things about United. United at the end of the year, Fergie last couple of they're normally wrapped up the league. A couple of games before. Or a few games before, there'd always be a new youth player that would get a few games. If you rem- if you think about all the youngsters that would come through United, he would always he would always do that, and then they would buy something big in the summer, and then have some of these new youngsters coming through. Now 
They're dealing mm. with Scott McTominay. You know, that's mm. that level of, of players gone. Have, have have these teams now been caught up? Because if how many players, young players from that Barcelona Academy seem to get snapped up way before you know, being taken out. Yeah. Your Arsenal's, your Chelsea's, they're picking them up. Mm. So they're not even getting a chance now. They're, to even they're, uh, find the Martin Braithwaite is mm. playing in the El Clasico. I think that just sums La Liga up at the moment. <laughs> the fact that he's playing in an El Clasico <laughs> sums that your original question up. That's that's pretty much it, to be honest. Uh, yes, that's the exact same one. Ex-Middlesbrough, Braithwaite. <laughs> that's him, isn't it? Uh, he couldn't get a game. <laughs> he couldn't get a game. He couldn't get a game in the championship. Uh, I'm sure he couldn't fact get a game is, in the championship. I think this is Barcelona's worst start to a La Liga in 25 <laughs> years. Something like that. Something silly like that. And I think the 12th. Mm. I mean, it's just it's horrible. Um, but the team that yeah, will, 12th uh, at the moment benefit from all this is that uh, is Atletico Madrid. They've still got their players, uh, still in mm. in pretty much their prime. Uh, and they, they've taken Suarez, who's got four goals in five games now for him. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Embarrassing. Yeah. Embarrassing for Barcelona. Anyway, that's enough of Barcelona. Let's uh, let's move on to another European contender, West Ham. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts there, Aaron? They've, uh, they picked up. Picked up some good points, mate, and uh, picked up another good result against City. Um, we, we, you're a betting man. What do you reckon? <laughs> you find them in Europe? You know what, right? It's tough, man, because there's so many teams at the moment, like um, teams like West Ham, Villa, uh, Southampton we spoke about, Everton. There's so many teams, include obviously Wolves and Leeds as well, that are in that kind of mould that could finish top six, but then could also finish 12th, 13th, 14th. It's one of those ones. And for me... They're probably the the most inconsistent out of that bunch, uh, but this year and in twenty twenty this season, I mean anything could bloody happen, really, couldn't it? Let's face it. <laughs> uh, but the results they've got recently: uh, Leicester three uh, nil, the, the comeback from against Spurs, and then obviously drawing against Man City. I mean, all they need to do now is come out of that Liverpool game with something, and they've got a good run of games after that. And I mean, to be where they are after facing Wolves, Everton, Leicester, Spurs and City is very, very good for them. But like Mo said last week, they could easily go and then lose against Fulham at home and Villa at home and Sheffield United. And they'll go back to where they, where they normally are. It's a tough one, man. I can't really say yes or no at a minute, but at the moment they're, they're doing really well. They are doing really well. And I have to give them that. Do you, want, do you want me to? Do you want me to? Do you want me to say my piece, uh, Sam? Yeah, go on, mate. What, what are your thoughts? Go on. <laughs> it's not happening, mate. Over to you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How can you say that about them? And then, yeah, you're so confident about Tottenham. Shocking. Nah, you know about what? The same. Nah, you know what? About the same. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Nah, you know what? You know what it is, right? You know what it is with West Ham. They're, they're, it, this is this uh, exactly as I said this this um, um, last week. Yeah, 
those fixtures, yeah, when you look at them, you're saying, oh, they might not pick up a point in six games. This is where West Ham excel. But when it comes to the teams around them that they should be beating, yeah, Fulham. Yeah. Um, Fulham, uh, Sheffield United, um, Aston Villa. I reckon from them games, they might get two points. That's how, <laughs> that's how West Ham are. So this is so what if they don't? So what if they don't? If they don't, and Saeed Ben Rama comes in and does a Dimitri Payet, yeah, and s- somehow starts... What's that? Throw his toys at his pram and get a new contract? <laughs> <laughs> right. and, and leads them to a few... Listen, what, okay, this is what, well, this, is what, this is what I say. If West Ham are there or thereabouts come Christmas then we're probably looking at a, 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 a different story. I need to see more consistency than I've seen. They're so It's so easy for West Ham to go on a on a four, five-game losing run that I, I, I can't say that they're consistent enough to, to, to qualify for Europe. Not, not especially when you look at the teams around them. Wolves are mad consistent. Wolves are crazy consistent. So you can't see them finishing above Wolves. Leicester get the job done more times than, more times than not. So you can't see them finishing a, uh, above, above Leicester. Even Southampton. Southampton have a, uh, are more consistent than, um, than West Ham. So can you fin- see them finishing above them? Do you get what I mean? There's just so many teams, and West West Ham have just they listen. Ask their fans; their fans will tell you, man. They let them down all the time. They let them down a little bit like Arsenal, but on the the next scale down. You know what I mean? They let them. They they let their fans down all the time. I'm telling you, West Ham fans. Just, I tried. I tried, but Murray's not having it. <laughs> There's some teams, man. Nah, not West Ham, man. Sorry, West Ham fans. I don't even mind West Ham fans. They don't talk that much crap because they just know. They just know, mate. They just opposed to who? Opposed to who? Opposed to who? Ah, blah. Let me not Come get on. into it because let me not get into it. Oh, I get tried to set up. up. I tried to get him. I tried, I tried, I tried. But you know, let's 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 end on a let's end on a, a nice feel good uh well start partly feel good story because obviously what why these had to do this is is uh is pretty shameful. Um don't let the kids starve, that's all I'm saying. Um and props to Marcus Rashford still fighting um uh, to make sure that kids don't go hungry. Um and this not only is it this story, again, we're trying not to keep politics into into this. This is pure football, but what a uh, what a guy to use use his platform for this, you know. Um, I know we spoke. We, 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 it's not just Rashford. I think Özil's now. You've seen him to go and drop off some some uh, some meals to the local schools, yeah. but it's all it's all led from uh, from Marcus Rashford. And um, I just want to say, what a guy. Um, but uh, yeah, do, do you think that, it, obviously, it's amazing what he's done. Do you think that more and more footballers should be using their platforms for this? Yes, 100, 100 times yes. That's that's what they should be using their platforms for, for 99% of the times. Because there's so much other stuff, obviously, in the world that they could be using it for. And I know certain footballers do, Sterling does it a lot as well. Uh, but for for the government, obviously, saying, rejecting his plans and then him still going out of his way to do what he's done. Let's not forget, he's got nearly 4 million followers just on Twitter alone. Uh, that's a lot, a lot of people following him and seeing that good deed that he's done. 
and just they see every community come together as well and small businesses big businesses uh just saying you know what let's make a stand and basically sticking two fingers up to to the to the mps and it's really good to see it really is that that we can still have good deeds in times like this and people using their platforms in the right way yeah 100%, 100%. yeah man it's excellent. I mean, it's, it's excellent from him, man. Mm. And it's and a big part of it as well is he was like brave enough to come out and tell his own story and put that spin on it. And that's another inspiration as well. You know what I mean? He, he's not hidden away from it. Like he's saying, this is where I've come from. And that can be an inspiration to a lot of, yeah. a lot of kids that are, that are maybe in the predicament that, that he was in or are thinking of going down the wrong paths because they think, you know what I mean? There's no light at the end of the tunnel. Well, here it is. What he's saying is, you know, I come from that and I'm a Manchester United footballer and I want to help all of these kids and give them the opportunity to maybe follow in my footsteps or at least um, do things that they, they want to do in the future. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a mad thing because, you know, you're just waiting for the first person to say, oh, OK, uh, Rashford. Enough about that now. Concentrate on on playing your football. But this 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 topic is bigger than football. And sometimes you look at football and you think, ah, oh, it's the be all and end all. But you know this this cause is way more serious than losing one nil at Old Trafford against whoever. You know what I mean? Or or scoring a goal here. It's just way more important than that. So it's it's so important that he's done it, and you just got to be thankful that he is doing it. And players like him, Sterling. Urzil and stuff like that continue to speak up about these causes going on around the world to give people a bit more of a uh, an insight and an understanding. And I, and I know for some people it helps if they hear it from Rashford, from their idol, from someone they respect, from the star striker at their club. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it might 100%, it might assist 100%. it might assist that that person in understanding it from whatever view. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what it stops. I see where it stops. It stops that person saying, "Yeah, but." Because that's yeah. the worst thing that yeah. I ever hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but... Um, and some of the things I do see, yeah, but... No, there should be no yeah, but when it comes to kids eating. Yeah, yeah. no yeah, buts. That's, that's yeah. bang on, mate. That's bang, and, bang and, on. And, you know, Rashford is, is doing that. And like you say, he's changing people's opinions. So, yeah, props to Marcus Rashford. Um, maybe a stop... Hit. Now, it's obviously, where he stopped hitting kids in the uh, behind the goal with his shooting. <laughs> um, he's now helping them out. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, amazing. And in fairness, the guy is looking a lot. You know what? He is actually looking a bit better, uh, a little bit sharper. Um, and uh, yeah, so props to just in, um, just in time for the done. Arsenal game on the weekend. Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, he's 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 doing well um, on and off the field at the moment. So uh, yeah, fair play that he can keep his uh, keep the form going whilst whilst obviously still delivering these messages and uh, yeah going up against some of the the, the top dogs in in Parliament. So uh, yeah, well, well done to him. Um, so yeah, nice nice uh, nice way to end it. Um, Mo, I can't wait for the West Ham fans to come at you. I think I've been quite <laughs> behaved today. Uh, Sam, <laughs> the West Ham fans. The only thing they will come to me and say is, "You know what, mate? You're right. You're right. You're right." That's what will happen. That's what they will say. They they believe it as much. They are of the same thought as me, mate. Trust me. I'm telling you. I like West Ham fans, but I'm telling you, man. This is what they'll do. Break hearts. I, I was nice to Liverpool today because uh, you lot were coming at me hard uh, yeah. in, in the week, but still don't like you. I even tried to get, but I. I, I... 
I'm still, I'm still not having it. Um, but yeah, uh, no, you're lame. And uh, no, nowhere, <laughs> no, no to listen to us, uh, obviously, each week. Um, yeah, keep, keep signing in. Um, tell your friend, tell a friend. Um, and let's see how we go on for, for next week. Uh, please sure to uh, check in by the end of the week. We'll have our predictions for this week's games. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, let, let us know if you think we're just chatting absolute bonkers. All my talk today has been talk of a wise man. I come with a level head today. After yeah, that, if, you look. Did you both bump your head? No, you both bumped your head because you were way too nice to top them. I'm not having it. I'm a loyal gooner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but pleasure. Tune in next week, boys and girls. Peace. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.